Welcome to Outrun the Bear, a podcast where we discuss video games with no real authority. Express some popular and yet some unpopular opinions while trying to outrun our backlog of games, also known as The Bear. Nice. Nice. I am Jacob. I'm Adam. Together we make Outrun the Bear. That's, that's what we do. I was hoping. That's what we do. I was hoping for something. Um, I feel like the way that you were speaking there was almost like a, like a, I'm trying to think of something that rotates in like not an even rotation, like a, like it's got some momentum and it slows down and it's got momentum and then it slows down because you're like, we're going to discuss video games and then we're going to do this. And then we're going yeah. to, it was, it was, it was exciting. I, you had me the whole time. I was on the edge of my seat. You, I paid for the whole seat. I only needed 20% of it. I, I think last time it sounded like I was going into sponsorship mode. I think it was last episode. Okay. So yeah, I felt like I needed to deliver an ending to that introduction Got appropriately. It. Got it. Um, and try to at least make an attempt to come across as professional. Um, and as if we've recorded 58 episodes of this podcast. Uh, yeah. 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 The, the yeah. document says 57. Um, and no, now, it doesn't. Now, strangely, says 58. <laughs> yeah, interesting, right? But also, that would suggest we've only actually recorded 57. We've only started 58. Correct. You are mm. right. Mm-hmm. 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 Before okay. we have to correct ourselves in the next episode. Hey, listen, so there's a lies. podcast I listen to. It's called uh, The Besties. And I made mm-hmm. Jacob listen to the cold open of their latest episode, which I thought was hilarious. Did you agree that it was funny or did you think it was okay? uh it was it was it was pretty funny it was pretty funny and i recommend other people go do that it's the episode about um alan wake alan wake too yeah and they uh it's just just they, there's three guys and they just kind of ramble on about halloween and pokemon and how people are like i think they the... he's upset that he's upset that uh his kid went to school dressed as uh pikachu i think um, mm-hmm. and there was a couple other kids who were dressed as pokemon as well and uh, what he was upset was his kid went there and then was like, oh, hey, like, be careful because, you know, you're a water Pokemon and I'm electric and I can, you know, exactly. and talking about yeah. uh, that fundamentals. And the other kids were like, what, what are, are you talking, you talking about? about? Yeah. And he was very upset that parents these days are not teaching uh, the basics of. Uh, Pokemon, Pokemon fighting yeah, they're abilities. not they're just not the elements. Any. And my my favorite, well, not my favorite line. There was a couple of funny ones, but uh, was that he's like they've, they've got this like stolen valor um, because they, you know they're appropriating uh, Pokemon to some degree. And I thought uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, um, but it's, uh, but the better part I think it was near the end where he started talking like uh, Alan Wake uh, in the Alan Wake games. Yeah, and, writing and writing it, his story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like. Uh, and I can't remember the tail end of all. They they almost all end the same way. It's like, you know, is it all going to fall apart? Am I going to be able to bring it together? I just don't yeah. know. And it's just, oh, it's just the best. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, so one funny. day we'll get a cold open that's, that's good. One day. We'll see how it yeah. Goes. Yeah. Or maybe. Maybe. We'll maybe. I mean, one. we've had some in, we've had some in the past. We've had a couple of funny ones. We haven't there. had one in a while. Yeah. We're it's just not fair. fun people. <laughs> <laughs> wow let's talk yeah. about some video games let's talk about some video games Where i do we have want to start? played a lot of video games i don't know how this happened i went from like basically none to finishing one and like most of the way done through another and having played one two three four 
five, six, seven, eight games. That's obscene for me. That's a very high number. Obscene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where do we start? Well, let's start with some of the ones you... I think there's some uh, crossover. Yeah, there certainly is. uh, With some of the games that we've been playing. So why don't we start... Let's start with Cocoon. Let's start with Cocoon, yeah. Uh, We did talk about it. We did. In the last episode, uh, you had finished it think as a recording of the last episode and i had not. i didn't i did not finish it uh, as of our last recording i finished it afterwards okay yeah uh, um stand corrected it, but it now was, we both have completed but now it. we've both finished it yeah um this is from the from the limbo um inside well one of the creators from that and it's just it's a puzzle game with little instruction that seems to guide you just through visual bits and the whole game's a bit of a puzzle yeah and it's um really good really yeah it, it's good. it's impressive how it um it gets more complicated as you go on because you kind of feel when we talked about it when we talked about the puzzles and those elements and um it it's all about kind of these multi worlds that you can travel in between in and out of and it kind of starts with the basics of just, you know, one world and, you know, um, you can kind of jump in and out of that world, but then you get a second world and suddenly you can take that world and put it inside the other world so that you can, you know, travel through it. And it just kind of piles on that concept over and over again. And you kind of keep getting to this point where you're like, I understand the mechanics and I understand these puzzles but then it will always introduce you this next some new elements yeah new element that you have to without introducing in. new yeah. actions it's, it's you still only have one action you can only pick up drop yeah you know there's there's nothing else and um and you hit you hit these walls in that game where you're like there's there's just there's no possible way to complete this puzzle based on on what i know and then you just you just i find at least with me I found that I triggered something like I would just keep throwing myself at it every now and then I would quit the game. I'd come back to it the next day because I'm like, you know what? I just need a break. Yeah. And I would come back to it and it would I would just do one thing. Right. And it would immediately dawn on me what it was asking me to do. Right. I would do it and it would feel very satisfying. I think I've only felt like truly stuck twice um, and I had the exact same experience. I just stepped away from it. Uh, I got like I was banging my head for five minutes and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? I'm just going to step away. And it could have been for half an hour or a day. I don't know for both of them. But yep. I think one was one, one was the other. And yeah, worked a treat and got through it. The um, the thing I liked, and I can't remember if I mentioned it in the last podcast, is that as soon as the game knows that you figured it out, it, it has a little tune that it plays. Yeah. And it's really subtle and you can definitely miss it, I think. But and it and it's not when you finish the puzzle, which is I think the best part of it. It's when it the game has figured out that you understand the puzzle. Because you've mm-hmm. done like you've done a step that clearly shows that you know how to solve it. And so like it's generally like as you've worked through that section, um, so you maybe two thirds or three quarters of the way through whatever it is that you have to do. But as soon as you like cross a bridge with a globe that you couldn't have done before without doing four other things, uh, then it plays a little tune and you're like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah, I'm on the right track. I know I'm doing, doing well here. I can't say I ever noticed that. Oh, I loved it so much. It was really like a nod to like just how, how brilliant 
the game made me feel. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we've, we've talked about that too. I think good puzzle games make you feel clever. <laughs> and this game yeah, does, yeah. does that really well, I think. And I think the other thing I like about this game, and I think I've discovered about myself in a lot of games, is like the perfect amount of time in a video game, in my opinion. Like somewhere in the neighborhood of like three to six hours is like a, you can tell a great story generally and can be a little more in depth. This one has like, this one's like, you know, it's very interpretive, right? As to sort of what you think occurred. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just so good. I would definitely recommend this to other people. I feel like it's, um, if you like puzzles, I think, I think puzzle games, I think you would like this. And I wouldn't want to tell them too much. I don't think it's, I think it's worth just checking out. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good, it's a really good puzzle game that requires no um, hand-eye coordination mm -hmm. to do anything. It's all just kind of understanding uh, the There's probably a tiny bit of hand-eye coordination. The bosses, okay. and there's a few things that are timing-based, right? But Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, a fair. It's not, it's not overly... No, not complicated. Certainly, a very small percentage of the game. Very small percentage, and even those are like the, the thing with it. It doesn't punish you for no, no being the game's bad not punishing or trying to figure all. that out. Yeah, yeah. So the, the so the bosses are you know you do have to learn how to defeat the bosses using some of the uh, puzzle elements that you've learned, and the difference is is that there is this idea that like the enemy will you know kick you out and you have to try again, but it's it's not punishing um, in the sense you have to redo a whole bunch of stuff or anything like that. It's just, you kind of keep throwing yourself at it to, to understand how to defeat them. And, and I do know that like it looks, it effectively looks, has the same type of look. It's got a very different uh, aesthetic, but it's got a very similar type of look um, as Tunic. And mm -hmm. I would put it on par with Tunic as far as like just quality of workmanship. Like all of everything is, very clean well designed like it's extremely like detailed in every aspect of what we're doing you're doing the sound design is really good i don't know I, I don't need to go on and on about it but like just there's so many games to talk about today but like just such a great game i would encourage you to spend the three or four hours with. i think it's like a four hour or five hour game um mm -hmm. and um it's on game pass which is why i play it yeah it's good yep uh good. what else do we play together um we played Jusant? 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 Yes. Yep. Uh, you've played a heck of a lot more of it than I have. Um, this game is, well, why don't you explain it? Because you probably know the game better than I do. So I'd, I would call it a, a climbing game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what it is. Um, yeah. uh, Jusant is a action puzzle climbing game. It's, it's a very kind of laid back um chill game yeah. uh there's Sorry, can no I just interrupt for just a sec is, this is a new game right like it just came out yeah recently? brand new yeah okay yeah, it's brand new. Like, i wasn't sure if they just first. came to game pass or if it just came out i couldn't remember um so both uh, cocoon and jason are both games that came out recently correct yes yeah, okay yeah there yeah 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 um so yeah so it's a very chill game it uh, there's no dying in it um it's it's very much kind of designed as a puzzle climbing game in the fact that you're just kind of climbing this tower um and your your triggers are your hands so like your right hand and your left hand and you're just kind of grabbing and finding footholds and you can 
um, you know, attach a rope to the um, to the walls, to yeah. the walls, and you can swing and all this stuff. And and so you there's there's no voiceovers. It's um, you discover the story as you discover letters and things written and places to kind of figure out what has happened. And it's it's, it's seemingly there's no it's like a drought. There's no water. Um, and the world revolves around this idea that these this um, these villages or were built into this tower of rock uh, in the midst of a desert, and it's about essentially kind of learning about how people were dealing with this drought and what they were doing, and and you're kind of going on this journey up to the top of this uh, tower. Um, and it seem, seems, and I'm just reading into it, this is very early on, that you're following kind of a uh, kind of a path of an expedition because there were some people who believed that going to the top of this um, tower of sorts of rock uh, was the answer to the drought, um, whereas other people were going out into the desert to find more water. Mm. Um, but the whole thing is, is, it is about exploration. It's about finding different climbing paths some are very linear some are kind of you you can split off and figure out a different way to climb um you can uh discover letters you can discover you can complete cairns so you'll find them and you'll just kind of complete them so it's a little bit of a collectible you'll find seashells in specific areas and when you listen to them they kind of bring back the sounds of that area of the past so the Mm -hmm. idea is it just kind of pans around different things if you're um you know, close to a kitchen, you'll hear the sounds of a kitchen and people making food. And if there's instruments, you'll hear the instruments of the past. And there's the whole idea of just experiencing uh, the whole place and what what it used to be. Um, there are frescoes to discover um, that give you, um, they're almost like frescoes of some, of history of the people there. And so they give you like a little bit of a write-up about that and read into that and then there's some altars you can collect so it's a kind of a collect a Sorry, collection what, what are frescoes like paintings wall murals like oh, on okay. the wall um i don't know that i knew that word yeah and, and then there's altars so it's 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 a very like um kind of exploration game as you you know figure out the climbing puzzles um, as you figure out how to get to the next thing and it's it's not that complicated it's um you get a couple of little abilities and each chapter kind of introduces you to a different area of the rock you know the second chapter uh suddenly the sun is is on this face of the rock and so your stamina um Oh, it depletes affected. faster oh interesting yeah, I, def- I didn't get that yeah. far where it did that i only played the first chapter but i did find right. um um well i found a couple of things you're talking about but i think the thing that i i enjoyed about the game was the fact that the like you said the left and the right triggers are your are your hands and it just felt really sort of it's very cool to sort of go left and right and just sort of feel like you're Mm -hmm. actually like climbing up this rock and i think they 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 tuned that really really well and you use your left stick to sort of point your hands as to where you want them to grab and it just feels like incredibly quickly like you really sort of just adapt to this method of controlling the character and i thought they did a really good job the and yeah to your point there was a couple where i was swinging or or trying to get to a different spot that was clearly like not the regular path it was like more of a you know you got to kind of do some acrobatics a little bit to get over to this other area and 
I thought that was, um, I'm sure that, I'm sure that gets more elaborate as you go, but it was, uh, it was cool. Um, that's, that's cool. So you're a ways away or a ways along on this one, I think, right? It's, it feels like I'm pretty close to the end. I'm in chapter five. It feels like the last chapter based on what I'm okay. seeing, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's, it's, uh, developed by, um, don't nod. Uh, they're the ones who have created a lot of the story driven, uh, games like, um, life is strange. That's kind of their more famous one. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really great game. I've really enjoyed it. It's just a very relaxing, uh, a very relaxing, uh, game and just yeah. a neat kind of, uh, your own pace and how much you want to spend kind of exploring and finding some of this past or, or letters and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Jusant. Yeah. Um, Jusant. Yeah. What else do we have? Uh, Bakura. Yeah. You want to talk about Bakura? Let's talk about that. Bakura. Bakura. Uh, which, which is, what is it? We. In Japanese, I think something like that. Yeah, is that what I found out? It was we in Japanese, Us, maybe. Yeah, or we. So, yeah. uh, this was a game that I had discovered uh, from an article, a random article that popped up about a co-op game that uh, suggested it was a way to improve communication with uh, between you and your friend. Uh, so, I jokingly sent it to Adam to suggest that this maybe would help us. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I, like, it was like seven dollars like video game counseling yeah video game counseling exactly mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. seven dollars it's very cheap and we're like why not let's just do this yeah. worth and it honestly worth it yeah right well it's, worth um, the investment i think in the french seven dollars worth it uh, just in general without even knowing I, I we didn't really know a lot about this game actually we just saw it on a thing and said we yeah, just we'll read a thing and yeah. suggested it was a pretty decent co-op it had good steam reviews uh this is on steam specifically yeah Yeah. um so it's a two-player puzzle game where you each take a character um and you each see a different version of the world and so basically it requires the two of you to communicate to solve the puzzles uh, because one person can see things the other person can't right um and it's a silly story um I did still have fun, uh, you know, verbally narrating the story as we went and each taking, uh, you know, the voice of our character. It's mm-hmm. still funny. I think I'm, it's do. unfortunate to me that I didn't find the voice of my character until much later in the game. It's but, a very, um, very but, much the but the, I mean, which is probably where the, a lot of the dialogue is, but it's, um, yeah, I think the thing I enjoyed about this game the most was the fact I, the story is a bit silly, um, but the, and, and quite frankly, a bit nonsensical. But the uh, so like from that standpoint, I I don't care. But the actual like like puzzles and the working together to like solve things. I think you and I have played so many games now together. I think uh, the very first game we played together was Portal Two. I think in that way, mm-hmm. and it's just it's really nice just like working with you to like solve things. Like uh, the other the Escape the Room game too. I had very yeah. similar vibes, and this one was more like just trying to work it through and like. And maybe it's something that I haven't figured out yet or you haven't figured out yet and you say something and that triggers the other person to like unpack it more and like all of a yeah. sudden you figured it out. And then there's a couple spots where um, you really start to rely on each other 
for like direction and like there's a point where i was controlling my character and i couldn't see my character at all so i'm literally just listening yeah. to jake just say like okay a little to the left okay a little more to the left <laughs> like yeah and and it was awesome it was so good well that was yeah. i think that was a surprising thing for it because you kind of start playing that game and you can you you know having played um some of these games before you and i have um you kind of get that you're like okay like i get it you see something i don't okay I'm like, I, and so I'm describing what I see. Right. Oh, I noticed you're pushing that thing. That's moving a chain on my, just yes. move it over to the left yeah, yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. So you kind of get this vibe like, okay, well, this is what the game is going to be. And I was surprised to see it evolve, like you say, to that point where I didn't fully understand at the time that you couldn't, you couldn't see your, you couldn't see yourself. Right. So I, I literally was like, oh, we'll just go left. And you're like, well, I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so like I was surprised. I was I was pleasantly surprised at how the puzzles evolved in that game. Yeah, I think for the puzzles both were, of our characters, the puzzles, I think, were better than the game. Like, if that makes sense, like, like, I thought they did a pretty darn good job of putting together, stringing together a lot of quite a f I mean, it's hours of puzzles, to be honest. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. I, I, sorry, that's pretty pretty harsh, I guess. What I really meant was like, again, the story is just bizarre. It's bizarre. It's fine. It is weird. Like, <laughs> it's a weird thing that just kind of, yeah. Anyways, it's okay. Uh, you know, f just from a weird standpoint of like how it evolves. I mean, the whole thing revolves around. It's all about these two friends who were close and then drifted apart because of an event that happened to them. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 like one character's reflection of this friendship um, and then going back and, and thinking about what had happened in right. this this time. And it's uh, so but but anyways, and then and then what progresses there and what was also kind of funny is that the worlds that we were both experiencing, um, it was funny because I think like you, your world at first, you were like, how did I end up with a really dark and like grimy and kind mm -hmm. of gross world? And mine seemed like like the happy-go-lucky yeah. disney-esque uh, mm -hmm. world and you're like this doesn't seem fair uh but what but in the end soon <laughs> but in the end uh it was equally without spoiling too much it was it equaled out because i got to see some disgusting things <laughs> got to see some things a little more with a little more realism would... than i did yes and it's always the person's reaction mm -hmm. uh of what oh, is the, currently the happening the other point is is that there were parts of it where it kind of tells you like through, again through the, or not again but rather through symbols like don't talk to each other because the yeah. game obviously knows that you're talking to the other you have to be able to like yeah. voice chat through this game and also the game only works two-player like it is a strictly two-player game yes yeah. um and uh but it says don't talk and so we wouldn't we're we're, we're playing along yeah. and and the stuff that would happen individually was like it just so, it went it it went to like a, it, if the game was playing along at like a three or a four it went to like an 11 for yeah. like just a minute and then comes back back down and then you kind of meet back up and you're like uh <laughs> what just happened yeah yeah that was I, I, again like I, I know it was a weird story but those little like those story beats of that yeah. happening between yeah. both of us was, was like bizarre. oh that was yeah it was kind of fun that, it was fun it was yeah. it was fun yeah yeah so that would that was Bokura. Yeah. B-O-K-U-R-A. Worth fourteen dollars um for in total for two people. For two people to play. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Worth it. Uh headbangers? Yeah, let's talk about headbangers. Rhythm Royale. This is not a this is 
this is a fun game for about 30 minutes for me and then i think i'm good that's what this kind of game is <laughs> it's it, it i would imagine like literally if i was to explain it to somebody who understood what fall guys was i would say it's fall guys with with some like trivia uh, effectively with like rhythm based trivia rhythm based trivia mm-hmm. is that just because guess the instruments uh I mean, the tri- it's not trivia per se, but it's like, it, yeah, a little bit of guess the instruments. I'm trying to think what the other, what were the other games? Well, so, so they're all rhythm based games. So it's a battle royale where uh, like, uh, well, I think this is 50, I think it was 50 30, people 30, start. 30, oh, 30? Okay, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. probably right. 30, 30 people start. You all play a game and then it will progressively. Got rounds like, and it whittles you down. Yeah. Whittles you down. So like the, the first 20 uh, to succeed, go down, uh, get to proceed, and then the next 10, and then the next five, and then the winner takes all. Yeah. Uh, all the rhythm-based games. So guess the instruments, the one that uh, was one of them, where it would play the sound of an instrument, and you'd have a wheel, and you'd have to pick what it is, a xylophone, a trumpet, or whatever. And then it would progressively add more instruments, and you'd have to add them. And the quicker you answered, the better your score to to move on to the next round. Um, some of the other ones, a lot of them were like, follow the m- movements of someone, Who's presenting you movements? Yes, and that so was like it. Button. Yeah, it was like a Simon says, do, basically. Simon says, but yeah. you have to do it at the time. So yeah. it's it's understanding both the moves and the rhythm. Yeah. Um, there was like a, a soccer game where you had to kick the the goal, like a kick the soccer ball into the goal, based on the rhythm of the music and the speed of the music, and you knew the beat that you had to kick it, and you progressively would hide. The soccer ball so you couldn't actually see it get into your player because you had to listen to the music versus yeah i don't know why i said the- trivia but i i guess i just find that it was like a um i think trivia is probably the wrong word but the yeah it was it was it was just, just a variety games. of just like rhythm, mini rhythm mini games. games right yeah 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 guitar yeah. hero style mini games were another one where like i you know, just looked it up there's 23 different mini games apparently on season one. i i enjoyed it for small like um just fun rhythm based yeah. a pick up play for 30 minutes with your friends kind of thing it's fun for it's sure good. it is but that's i think that's the fill like and don't forget I, I would play it again but my limited like my i'm not going to play this game for more than like 30 minutes in a go you know what i mean oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's a battle royale it's not like a um you know you you also can't you can't just play this with a group of friends really like the, the point is that you join 30 other random people and you just go through your rounds and then people progress um, and get kicked out. Right. So like if you and I play for like we did, if one of us gets kicked out and the other person progresses, you either spectate the other person, which we did until the end, until they get kicked out. Right. Uh, or you just quit and move on to the next game or whatever. Right. right? That involved me. Sometimes we did that most of the time. Yep. <laughs> All but, good. All good. Yeah. So it's not like a game that you can just play with a group of friends. Um, yeah. But. I always like rhythm-based games. It's uh, it's a cool, cool to see a different type style of battle royale. I'd say, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four games we played together. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Also, uh, we played golf it uh, on Friday, uh, and they did a major update. They like did a they they're out of uh, oh they're like one... they're on one or whatever, right? Which yeah, is they're out insane. of early access. How long were they in early access for? Eight years? Seven years? I think. Seven years. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. they we logged in and the menus were all new and looked. Relatively modern, kind of cleaned and, up. And, yeah, and it was like, wow, this looks neat. I mean, the game at its core still, still very much the same, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. 
All right, where do we take this? Um, where do we go? Let's talk about a few other games. Yep. I'll go. Let me ask you. Sure. Are you yeah. playing Diablo 4 Season 2? I am not. I haven't even launched it. I have, however, updated my client. <laughs> Ooh, baby steps. <laughs> I know, baby steps. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I think I said this in the previous podcast, but like uh, Diablo 4 went to like an all-time low on, and it's not an indicator of good game or bad game necessarily, but... You know, generally these types of games do well in Twitch and like people watching people play games. And yeah. it went to like an all-time low of like in the hundreds. And it and it 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 was gangbusters high when the game came out and stayed high for quite a while. But then people kind of fell off really quickly after they realized the the way the game was balanced. It just wasn't very interesting. Season two apparently fixes a lot of problems. I have not felt pulled compelled to log back into it though. So I heard they already announced the DLC. They did. They we kind of knew this was coming. They've already they they did say like a long time ago that they already have two planned DLCs for the game. Okay. Uh, so oh, okay. so the first one comes out uh, in end of next year, I think. So it's still like it's a ways off. Um, oh wow. Okay. And it has a new class, which uh, they have never like they're not reusing a class. They're they they're introducing something new, uh, which is kind of exciting. They didn't say what it was. Um. Yeah, so that comes out late next year. And then, yeah, the seasons will just continue to roll. I'm hopeful that, you know, within a few seasons, the game gets gets fun. But I'm, I'm we'll curious see. to know what kind of class they could come up with that wouldn't we wouldn't have seen before. Well, not within Diablo anyways, right? Like and and okay. they've and they have had a lot of classes, to be honest with you, like be- between Diablo one, two, three, like right. one had quite a few. Actually, two, sorry, two had quite a few. Um, so by the time it was done right okay well i'm 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 hoping for something like uh an accountant or, or like a pet shop owner like or something yeah something yeah like yeah. we're beyond beyond wizards and sorcerers and things mm-hmm. and we're we're moving on to like just it's just like general yeah. like that that job that, that person's a construction worker i mean i mean yeah. fine okay within the world of diablo okay the farmer okay the farmer yeah, i like could get down with the farmer yeah the farmer class yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, six a bunch of cows on you. Six tramples yeah, cows. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like in, yeah, like pitchforks. And... Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. I feel like this is. I we should pitch it. I feel like far, farmers the way to go. Farmers you think you the way to go, it, man. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can make it Diablo. Um. <laughs> anyway, so I, yeah, I have updated. I don't think I can get to it. Uh, I am playing something somewhat diabolical, though. Very in very mm. much a similar vein. Talk to us about that. Um, Cult of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, what a gem of a little game! I, I, I don't know why I, I didn't play this earlier. Um, I so Cult of the Lamb is a, it's a hybrid game. I think is the way I would describe it. And uh, effect, effectively, the setup is is that you are a lamb who's about to be sacrificed um, to destroy this like old god of sorts this old like terrible person terrible being whatever it is and these four four like big bad guys are like we need to get rid of this really big bad guy and so they're about to sacrifice you and then you get saved this is like literally five seconds into the game mm-hmm. and so he saves you and says ha we're gonna take these guys down i'm gonna help you you're gonna run you're gonna run the show here and i'm gonna i'm gonna and you get this guide and this guide helps you out and he comes around and you essentially 
uh, go out into the world and you fight within these like little like randomly generated levels. Um, and you go through these levels and you, you get, uh, you sort of farm equipment, you get like wood and gold and, um, bones and things like that and berries and grass and whatever. And then, mm -hmm. and then you've got a plot of land that you get back to sort of after each, after you've gone through sort of a dungeon, so to speak. And in your plot of land, you start to build up your cult and you start like right out of the gate, you sort of start, um, recruiting people into your cult. So, and these people, they work for you, they do everything. And it's like, you can assign them jobs and you can tell them like, Hey, I need you to be a farmer. I need you to be a, like a, like you need to chop wood. You need to go, go to the mines and get me coal. You need to just worship me. Also an option. Um, and, uh, and actually, and there's tons of other jobs, which I won't get into cause they're kind of later in the game, but, um, I think I'm probably about two thirds of the way through um, okay. as far as like story content goes. It's, um, it's got a really, it's kind of, it's got a bit of a roguelite, like, method i think in its ways but it's really story-based like it's really telling the story of you trying to topple these bad guys and uh, it's it's got good action and then it's got this balance between going into dungeons fighting these things and that continuing to kind of ramp up in difficulty as you go through the different tiers of bad guys if you will mm -hmm. and and then and then you come back to your home and you just continue to build so like at this point you know, I've got a big farm and I've got like all these beds and I've got like this worships like area and I've got, I can do sermons and I can tell the flock that, you know, they need to, uh, they're not all sheep, by the way, they're all sorts of animals. Um, okay. I say like, uh, like, Hey, I, I brainwashed them all today. So like they're in two, two days of pure happiness and bliss. Like they will not, they will not like, they've got all these, like these, there's three main meters of like worship level hunger and Oh gosh, what's the other one? Oh, like cleanliness. Like if the place is disgusting and they, because they poop everywhere, and like so, like eventually you get like an outhouse, and then you've got a way to deal with some of the. And you take the fertilizer and you you deal with it on the farm, and anyways, it's that's that's how this game works. But uh, the I think by the turning point, the part that I like the most out of this game is that there was a point very early on the game where the big bad guy basically says, like, don't feel don't feel remorse for these, for your, for your people in your call, like abuse them, use them to your will. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll do. <laughs> so anyways, very, very enjoyable. Uh, and the music. Um, so like the polish on the game is really high. Um, I think this game's generally been pretty well regarded. I don't think it's a yeah, shock it that it's a good game. Um, yeah. but the, I just, I just want to point out that the, they they got somebody who apparently is a, some kind of name. I, I feel like his name is Mutant Boy or something, but I don't know what his name is. Okay. Um, but the the sound, like the music in it, is just so pleasant. It's so good, um, and it's got just got this really nice like chill vibe to it. It's a overall like I feel like it's a pretty relaxing game. The dungeons can get a little intense at times, but yeah, it's good. Call the lamb. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, it's um. Mm. I was close to picking it up. Uh, it was on sale on Switch uh, it was. for Halloween, but I just I didn't because of the number of games that I'm currently playing. I was and just going to say, yeah, you start. probably need more at the moment. It's but. been on my list to kind of pick up at some point, but um, next time it drops, maybe. Yeah, I started playing it on PlayStation, actually, um, because we uh, have it on there. 
but then I'm like, no, I, I want to play this everywhere. So <laughs> I got it up. Yeah. I play, I'm playing it on my Switch deck. And Switch deck? Switch that's deck. What, that's you what I call, call it. it yeah. a Switch deck. Yeah. Because that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> and it's great. Plays very well. Cool. Um, I think, I think, um, and I said this to Jacob uh, outside of this podcast, but I think this game is probably structurally similar to Dave the Diver, which is a game that came out this year. Um, and I think it's that game has got you going out in the ocean and doing tasks like like Cult of the Lamb has you going out and doing dungeons and and then has you coming back and like running a sushi shop with mm-hmm. you know what the things that you do so i think I, I like that kind of like that's that's got a cool vibe i heard david diver is very good I'm, I'm just waiting for a for a good price for it and I'll, I'll probably pick that one up too um man i've played a lot of games this week so uh i picked up mario wonder yeah what a wonderful game <laughs> end of story end of story yeah um so i played a bunch um I think we're in the second world, maybe. Um, I guess we haven't played like huge amounts, but the uh, it's such a different take on like 2D Mario. And I feel like it's it's really reinvigorated like what Mario kind of looks like. Like I think if you get Super Mario Maker, like the one where you're able to create levels, it's got a few tiers of Mario, like you like as you go through like classic and and like 16 bit and like it just kind of it's got different like themes almost that you can apply and you can you can remember those eras of mario and yeah this is just this feels like a new one um it's just it's really really well done um and it's it's really fun it does the difficulty does certainly start to ramp up um there is one wiggly part um uh, that i don't like at all and uh it's the way that the multiplayer works um so there's a couple of really really neat things and they they definitely advertise this one heavily one um if if you're playing two player locally or just on your own you can go online and doing so will bring up other players playing those levels in your level and you can literally like save other people or you can put a little standee of yourself and if they die and their ghost goes by your standee, they get revived or you can mm-hmm. revive them. You can see them. They're faint, but they're there. Yeah. Um, and it just feels awesome. Uh, and people like so many games of like, like this, they're like, there's like a one-up mushroom hidden over there. Yeah. They've put a standee over there. So like you can go and find it. And uh, that's, that just feels neat and feels very like, and you've got names of like with all sorts of character sets. So you're like, you're playing with people from like, the middle east and like you know and like mm-hmm. japan and wherever like it's just so cool i i just yeah. i love that part of it um the 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 trouble i have is the multiplayer where um you get a crown and the crown decides the camera follow right and you can't fix it to one person it gets decided based on events yeah, and it gets decided on who gets to the flag the highest mm-hmm. first, and so if we, if if you get lower than me, I'll get it. If you get the same, it's who did it first. Um, who gets the wonder seed? And the wonder seed is something that like alters the whole world and makes everything really wacky and very cool. Um, whoever gets that is the gets the crown, and then all of a sudden, 
things are mayhem because now like I have a good ability to kind of keep the flow going and like stay with my kid and as we're playing through, but there's not always that control in the other direction. So I wish you could just stick it with one person. Maybe they'll patch it in. I feel like I've read, I had to look it up because I was like, I couldn't figure out what was determining the ownership of the screen. Yeah. And I think that that is, uh, seemingly like the number one feedback item is like why would you do this so many parents likely i think and this is predominantly what i read so many parents are trying to play with their kids and it's just like really hard yeah yeah is that not how 3d worlds used to work um it just no i think it just whoever i think it just followed the group like i think the group is not moving forward I think I that you could move it, it forward. You can. A li- I feel like it was more about, yeah, somebody could move it forward. And it was a, it, 3D World. Because 3D World had crowns as well. Yeah, 3D World would do that too. You're right. To some degree. I felt like it was less of an issue in 3D World though. And I don't remember why. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I've I always do- felt like the, the multiplayer in Mario games, th- this style where you're adding three or, you know, two, three, four players. Yeah. Was always a bit of a if if you weren't all like relatively skilled at doing it, it was always a bit of a chore to kind of work through it. If you had a couple of people like kids with you who were kind of struggling along, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make it like they have characters that you can select that that can't get hurt. Um, mm-hmm. so like intended, like so they've clearly built the game to be like to cater to a couple of different yeah. skill levels. We actually haven't, you know, actually we haven't tried those yet. So maybe we should, and maybe that'll change that that aspect right. of it potentially. But the um yeah, I don't know. I I do struggle with the multiplayer in all the 2D games though, for sure. Like it just right. it just doesn't feel I think it's mostly because I want to like get all the things and I need to let go of that and just just go for yeah, the Yeah, I know that right? never yeah. unless you're playing like the only time I've ever done it successfully was with a friend of mine back in the Wii days when the 2D Mario at the time, the Wii Mario game came out at that point and we both just sat down and that's well, that's what we did. Yeah. And we collected everything and we worked together. But yeah. we both were at similar skill levels that we would do that. But if you're just right. playing, like if I ever played any of them with my kids, like I just expect mayhem and right. not. Yeah. Like well, I think actually the, the funny thing is though, is my, my youngest kid who's eight is basically like, we're going to 100% every level. We're going to do this. We're going to go back. We're going to clean it up. We're going to get everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we are, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I want to. Uh, and I want to with you, but like. Goal uh, settings. Goal setting. Goals. Yeah. Maybe when he's a little yeah. bit older. Mary um, Wonder. And then I played. Gosh, what else did I play? I, I picked up a mobile game called Subpar Pool. What a gem of a game. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Um, definitely up my alley. It's like a cross between golf, like mini golf and pool. Um okay. it's got it's got funny shots, it's got great like a great art style. It's it slowly sort of unlocks as a game. I don't even think I have it fully unlocked yet. And it has all these like challenges that you have to get through. So you have to do all these goofy shots and they have different types of balls that you have to hit. And um, and it's got a lot of like you know, trying to hit balls at the right angle and do And it's just, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it very well, but I think it's like, I think it was five or $6. Um, the review I read of it that made me buy, it was basically like, this is worth every penny. It's like the only mobile game you need to play this year. 
Um, and I think I saw that like two or three places in different stated in different ways. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give this one a go. Um, and, uh, and Apple's always really good about, um, refunding anything you don't like. Um, so I'm like, I'll just try it. And yeah, there's, this is a great, great game. Um, yeah. So subpar pool. And then the last one, uh, of the eight that I've played is, uh, F1 manager 2024. Sounds exciting. Tell me more. Oh my goodness. Like, have you ever dreamed? I mean, you've probably dreamt of this, but like just dreamed of being a manager in a Formula One race, Jacob? I, surprisingly, every night. Every I night you wake every up. Every night. That's the only dream Why I ever is this have. not my job? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, I know. So I like Formula One. Um, and uh, so this game is like, you know, basically you're running a team. And so instead of like, they've got the F1 game where you can race, this game is like everything but doing that. It's just, it's managing every, all the aspects, managing like your, your strategy for your tires and your uh, your setups and your cars and your, your uh, research and kind of the intention as you go through a whole season and you build up your drivers. And uh, I have to say, I've only done the, I've only done one, like the whole opening section, I think where that's on the very first race. And kind of felt like i was watching a like a real formula one race like i was and i fast forward, like i sped through a bunch of it you can speed up the time a bunch but um but like i i was like you know can we get through this and like this the kind of mayhem that would happen and uh you know somebody crashes out maybe it affects us or maybe they hit our car and you got to repair and do all these things and it just it felt cool and it and you got a little more skin in the game because you're you are one of the teams. So you're like, I'm really just rooting for my two guys. And yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I don't know that I'll go super far in it, but I, I really enjoyed checking it out. And um, it's, it's remarkably like, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's enjoyable that way. I have F1 manager on my phone and like, it probably came out 10 years ago. Um, actually, I think I now have the third one maybe. And I never really got into them. And I feel like this one's just more of a, cause I don't know, maybe it's because this one's all licensed and it's got everything from the actual Formula One stuff, including all the like the people talking on the radios and everything. It's just, it's wild. So uh, I'm trying it. I wouldn't have bought it, I don't think, but um, it's on Game Pass, so check it out. Gotcha. And that's the end of my very long list. Now, Oof. Jacob, I think you too have played a number of games. Nope, I've played nothing. Oh. No, we've swapped for roles. I've only played, no, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Uh, I only have one more game to add to the list because um, I'm still playing Chicory, Colorful Tale, um, yeah. uh, Day of the Tentacle. I did complete Return to Monkey Island. Yes. Brilliantly uh, funny. Wonderful. Sorry? Is it brilliantly funny and wonderful? Yeah, it, it's a good game. I, I will say the ending struck me as uh, a little odd. Okay. Um, to be honest. Um, it felt um if it, it almost it almost felt like a, a a repeat of this i feel like the repeat of the second one anyways i i i don't know how to feel about the whole ending it was fine it was funny i enjoyed it start to end um i just we both uh wife and my wife and i finished it and by the ending we were like oh okay all right okay that's how we decided to to take it but um 
you know, I, I think I think realistically it was it was a chance for uh, Ron Gilbert and um, apologies, I can't think of the other guy's name to to make a third game because they were never a part of anything past the first two. Um, right. Anyways, anyways, it was good. It was good. Yeah, great. Uh, I still am playing Starfield, throwing hours into that. And, uh, you know, I finished my undercover mission, um, took down the pirates, felt pretty good about that. Um, so I continued that. There's still so much to do in that game. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I finished it ages ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> these are my know. air quotes here. Finished. Yeah. So yeah. I'm still still trying to throw, but all these new games keep coming out. So I'm only putting a few hours of Starfield every now and then uh, yeah. into that one. Um. Uh. So so I finally uh started playing after finish Return of the Monkey Island. Um. Uh, my wife and I started After Party. After Party is a game developed by Night School Studio, who developed Oxenfree and Oxenfree Two. They're actually owned by um Netflix now, so they're producing. I mean, they produced Netflix produced Oxenfree Two uh, for uh, like the Netflix service. I mean, it's available on other things. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed oxen free. And so after party's been on my list, it was their second game and it was been on my list for a long time. Um, I have it on switch. Um, and after party was always kind of a more, a humorous story, uh, less of the kind of serious or, uh, paranormal game that oxen free was, um, after party follows a pair of friends, who have found themselves in hell. Uh, they don't know how they died. They don't know how they ended up here. Um, and uh, so it's navigating this. Um, but hell is almost like just a like a world of demons that's almost just like a normal world where everybody's like it's just a job for them. Mm-hmm. So it's very funny because they're you know, they're going through this thing of like uh, putting you through, you know, okay, this is what your torture is going to be. This is what, you know, what you're going to end up doing. And, and, and your complaints are like, Hey, look, listen, like, this is just my job. This is, you know, whatever. And like, to the point where they're like, yeah, nope, nope. End of the day, you're gonna have to wait till tomorrow before I, you know, tell you what your punishment is because, uh, it's after five and I Mm -hmm. need to go. Um, but, but the game does revolve around drinking where drinking allows you to choose different dialogue options so you can grab a drink from a bartender and you can choose the drink and the drink will change kind of a an aspect of your personality you'll be more confident or flirtatious or something like that and that will give you typically a third option uh to respond to people's dialogue if you take a a swig of the drink um so that's kind of neat so it allows you to kind of be you know, have different options or take different routes with your with your conversations with people. Um, it it's very much the similar. If anybody's ever played Oxenfree, it's very similar in the dialogue, how it works, where you get a couple different options and you just choose which one. Where um, uh, the the voice acting is uh, honestly, I said this about Oxenfree. I was surprised uh, for what I thought was kind of a small indie game. The Voice acting is pretty well done. I really enjoy it because sometimes I find that, you know, you get you they, people throw voice acting in as kind of like people expect it. And it's not always great. It kind of takes things away. But um, I'd say it's actually really good. And it's funny. It's just a funny game. And it, it, the idea, I think, behind this game is you have to out party Satan 
because if you are able to do that, then he will grant you uh, uh, your uh, to, to leave a permission to leave hell. You'll you'll mm-hmm. go back to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, again, we've we uh, we've only played a few hours of it. To be fair, um, so we've only gotten the very like beginning of the game, but so far, so good. Yeah, great. It's got I definitely on my list, and one I'm so glad to hear that it feels enjoyable. I, uh, funnily enough, I, th- we, Jacob and I talked about this last night, but I, in my mind, and we've definitely talked about Oxen Free previously, because uh, you've talked about it on this podcast. But the, I just didn't think it was voiced over, which made me. I just I didn't want to read. Um, so maybe I need to go and play Oxen Free first, but. Oxen Free is a uh, such a great game. It's creepy, yeah. certainly creepy. Um, for the style of game it is, it still comes across like a very eerie and creepy game. But really enjoyed it. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good. So yeah, I I mean Oxen Free Two is on my list, but I'm just waiting for that to go on sale and picking it up. Jacob, there's there's one other game that you and I have talked about. Yes, a little bit. And Jacob and I have talked about this game probably for hours at this point mm-hmm. uh the game is alan wake 2 mm-hmm. and i think i think in my mind i think i just thought i i think i'd always we'd always sort of tease that uh first of all i think everybody who's stuck with us for any amount of time on this podcast knows that we're both afraid of scary games and generally <laughs> don't watch horror films or anything of the like it's just not our thing um and Alan Wake 2 from all accounts has taken Alan Wake which was a bearable game uh just barely uh for us uh and to turn it into more of almost like a Resident Evil like level game mm-hmm. um I I have actually recently heard that the game's about probably about 20% action 20% puzzle and 60% narrative, um, if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> and um, the, the the games just, they, they've really gone into this like survival horror like realm with this game. And it I don't know that that was really obvious to me out of the gate, but I think when we had originally talked about this game years ago, two years ago, whatever, we first knew it was coming. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it'll be super scary. Maybe we'll like, cohabitate a couch and play this together but i think realistically like as things have come to the like just i don't yes we could do that but it would be very it'd be difficult to get through um and and i we've had a number of conversations and i think jacob i'll speak from here i think has always been pretty steadfast that he he really wants to play this game and will find a way to play it but he has sent me messages such as i don't know how i'm going to play this game you're correct Um, and I sent him messages saying, I don't think I am going to play this game <laughs> um, yeah. because it just doesn't, there's just too much that was too like, just, I just don't need some of that in my life. But, 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 but the game gets all-star glowing reviews. The story is bananas good. The depth of the characters, the acting, the game, like, is i don't know if you've watched the digital foundry comparison between ps5 and um i i I refused to watch the whole thing because i didn't want to see a lot of the game but 
They compare PS5 to um, Xbox, uh, PC, and uh, the PC. Uh, and they, actually, I think they now have a separate video that's just showing off the PC ray tracing. They're basically like, this is the best game out, period, um, as far as like fidelity goes. Like they've gone, they've taken ray tracing and everything to like a level that no other game has yet. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's gorgeous. Like it's a really, really good looking game. And they even, they when they compare PC and PS5, the PS5 has some more tricks that it plays to like keep like a sane frame rate and whatnot, but um, it still looks like absolutely ridiculously good i'm sure it looks great on xbox as well yeah. um but the pc is like wow like really next level um i would imagine we'll probably get pretty similar performance to playstation with our rigs because they were showing off a like a 4090 ultra blah 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 right but mm -hmm. anyways um well i've got the i've got the remedy commitment i've played all the remedy games mm -hmm. i love remedy uh, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the the reason why this game, you know, if if I if I knew nothing about Remedy, um, I don't know that Alan Wake Two, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, but I don't think that it would be something that I would get mm -hmm. into, um, because Resident Evil is not a game that I I care about at all. No, um, but and I've, but you I've know tried what? Like, playing all these Resident remakes Evil. they've made. They all say that like like Resident Evil the remake four, I think I think four is the pinnacle, but like they're like. It is a like they the remaster of that they did is apparently just bonkers good. That's fine, but I don't yeah. I still don't care. Like no, I, I don't have yeah. I don't have um I don't have any confidence in the storytelling for Resident Evil. Sure. Like um first off it's zombies, it's specifically, you know, whatever. I, I and maybe it is good. Maybe it is good. I just I've got no connection to it. I've played Resident Evil on GameCube uh in way back in like 2002 or mm -hmm. whenever it was and it freaked the crud out of me and i you know i was like okay that's that's i'm done um but the the thing with remedy is is that they have with every one of their games it's not the action that's necessarily sold me although some of them are definitely um very good at that piece it's the story and the atmosphere that they throw into their games to try to make that kind of the, the pillar of it and so yep. the thing with alan wake 2 is that although it's survival horror and i watch every time i watch a new trailer for it i i message you and say again i don't know how i'm gonna play this game because it looks so much more freaky than alan wake and i remember alan wake alan wake is to get through so my kid my kid's playing alan wake right now and i I wouldn't watch the whole opening again because, of course, I I really yeah. like Alan Wake, and I was like, yeah, this. Guy. And of course, it's the remastered too, right? So it actually yeah. looks better, and candidly, it's like a little freakier. And I'm like, are you finding it freaky? And I'm like, oh, you don't have headphones on; it's probably fine. And, it, and he's like, no, because like, like there's speakers behind him, and he's like, yeah, like, the whispers, the whispers, yeah, Dad. the whispers. <laughs> Whenever you leave the the path and you try to go into the darker area, the whispers get louder yeah. oh man it used to freak me out yeah so but, to your point it's like the environmental tension that it creates mm -hmm. is almost worse than like any jump scare and and of course what they do is they don't always trigger like a thing that's going to jump out but sometimes they do 
Yeah. And so it's always got yeah, it's you attention. on your toes, right? But I, again, I, I, the, the remedy is, is just like the, the, to me, that what makes remedy such a great development company is that uh, the stories are such a, a core aspect of what they're delivering to uh, their players. And so, yeah, like you said, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm playing this game. And I will be honest, I I picked up after part or I, I started playing after party because I was worried that I would pull the trigger and buy this game. <laughs> and I I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait because I wanted I, a I wanted to see if I could get it on sale. And um, I just I wanted to not <laughs> jump into it immediately. I just I keep I can't, I, I'm trying to avoid what I can about the game. I don't want to see mm-hmm. anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to experience it on my own. Um, but my wife is on board. She's like, she's like, yep, I'm there. If this is what we want to do, I don't care. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So she's what on board, partner. and that's how I'm going to end up doing it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, kudos to her because I think it's, I think it's still going to be difficult. I think it'll be difficult. I I actually really look forward to. I feel like I do want to play along, like at a similar time frame so we can converse on this but i am i am i am excited to play it as much as a pain i think it's going to be the i, I want to say a couple things here uh so sam sam lake is that his name yeah so sam lake's the producer of this game or the i think he's one of the chief folks at remedy yeah um and has been at the head of like everything from max Payne through to today i think um mm-hmm. and i think i think is he do they base Max Payne on him physically? They do like. when they made Max Payne, Max Payne is his face. Yes. It's his face, yeah. And so there's a character in this game that also has that, but a different voice. And it's just mm-hmm. it's interesting. And the um I think so so something that's so first of all, Sam Lake is is he's a I think he's probably an amazing individual to meet. I think he's, he's extremely passionate. And I think there's something about really passionate people is they're really, I found them really engaging. Right. And so he's, when you see him like in any of the YouTube videos where he's interviewed, it's always very intriguing and he has a lot to say about, and, and it's just, again, his passion about what he has to say is just so, so great. And so it's, he's definitely really inspired by uh, movies and other literature and pulls from those. Uh, so I would say like um, not necessarily copy, but to like use them as sort of a jumping board to like create something new. And I think everybody kind of knows this that, that has followed. And, and frankly, Jacob, I have you to thank for almost all of this because I don't know if I would have played some of these games without you being interested in them. And I didn't, I played Max Payne when it came out. I never played two or three and I don't even, I don't think I finished Max Payne, but did very much enjoy bullet time. Um, but the, the, I guess what I'm saying though, is that you, there'll be some similarities you'll find in other media. I think that he pulls from and brings things forward. And uh, so it's just got this like really creepy bit but the one that got me the most is this this movie uh, that was came out in 1994 by john carpenter who's notorious for horror type movies called in in the mouth of madness okay. and if you read the uh, synopsis for this movie um, it apparently sounds very similar to this game um, so if you want to know kind of the general plot of this game you can read what this movie is about i won't read it here but um but it's it's interesting when when this when this uh, idea gets read. So 
Um, anyways, all this to say, I think, I think you, I think you, to enjoy this type of game, the most, you do not need to play the predecessors. Of my understanding from the reviews, I've, I've, again, I've only, I haven't really looked in depth too much because I'd like to leave some of that for me to surprise myself, but. I do also feel like there's so they they always nod to old games and there's always sort of a link and and also I would just want to add is when I was kind of going through some reviews people were talking about the control DLC as if it was terrible and I will agree that it wasn't as good as the main game but I thought that DLC was was very enjoyable um yeah. so like it was a kind of an odd comment and a critical one it made me it made me ponder like but, and I don't know if I just loved control so much that I saw past it or if, or if that was just a one-off thought that somebody had and we just don't share the same view. But uh, anyways, all this to say, I'm very excited for Alan Wake. I'm very excited that, and, and if you haven't already, like go watch, just go watch a video of Sam Lake talking about, uh, don't watch the one where he talks about his favorite moments in all his games because that'll spoil the best moments in a lot of the games. But like, but do watch the uh, like uh, my my. Do you remember in Alan Wake? And I'll just say that there's um there's a section like there's like a heavy metal section in that game in Alan Wake. Do you remember this, Jacob? Yes. Yeah. The stage. Yeah. Yeah. He just did that, and he after that was done. He like he was he was like it was so so cool, and I'm like oh my god, that was so cool. That was an amazing yeah, yeah. like time in that game, um, and a lot of the games have those types of big events and these churn like these really key things and anyways i would go watch a video of him just kind of talking about the game i think it'll probably make you want to go back and play uh, if you take the same journey i've taken i played um gosh did i play control and then i played alan wake and then down the and then control dlc i think that was the order i did it in yes um and i still have i need still need to go back and play altered i was gonna say altered carbon but that's not that's a book um my gosh, quantum something. Qu uh, quantum leap. Quantum leap. Uh, no, with, that's a TV uh, show too. I know. <laughs> Scott Bakula. <laughs> uh, um, oh my gosh, quantum break. Quantum, quantum break. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I'm going to go back and play that. And I think they're doing a Max Payne redistribution at some point. Yeah, so I'll probably or not a remaster, back. but a remake. I think I'll yeah. go play those when those come out. I think um, to kind of seal the deal. Anyways, that's I mean, me talking for a whole bunch of it, and I just yeah. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I will say like it, to, to comment on your point, uh, you do not need to play as as described. You do not need to play Alan Wake to play Alan Wake Two. As a sequel, they made it so that it's not a requirement. It obviously adds context. Um, it's hard having played Alan Wake to be you know to go to the sequel and go with no knowledge. But but he, uh, Sam Lake did this whole video where he explained like the way they approached Alan Wake Two as a sequel was that anybody can come in and it can be just its own story. So um, I think the the Alan Wake would just be some context or a prequel to this game that would just be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like now I know how he got there, but I can see how they could build the story to be, you know, you don't necessarily need that. Yeah. Um, I'd say that about all their games. I mean, you really don't have to. I think there's just value in getting that and well thing, all the yeah. connections all the connections with the game are more for fans right yeah. like even the alan wake dlc for control you would 
you could know nothing about Alan Wake. Yeah, and still play it. And it would just sure. be a, because the way Control works, it's just one of those events that you're just exploring in Control. Like, yeah. that's just a thing that's happening. And you're like, what is this all about? But having known Alan Wake, you have some context around what that event is. Um, and um, I'd say Quantum Break, I don't think has any connection to any of the games. And maybe in this one, they kind of loosely well, I feel like he's trying to make it all in the same universe. Sure. Right? So I don't remember specifically. I think there's, generally speaking, there's just like, uh, like little Easter eggs. Anything, yeah. but the stories do not, by any means, connect in a in a way that it's like, oh well, this explains this and this explains that kind of kind of situation. I'd say, yeah. you know what it has also it done is it's it's kind of, uh, and it didn't go surging for it. I think it just showed up in some of the videos I was watching about Alan Wake Two, but not like specific about Alan Wake Two, more about just Remedy and their development and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It had a lot, a lot of footage of Control and. I just just reliving some of those moments like control was such a good game. I I I find this about any remedy game that I see. uh, I told you I played Quantum Break to just Mm -hmm. get some uh, points out of it. And I was like, I really like this game and I want to play it again. Yeah. Same with control. Same with any game that pops up in the remedy. I'm like, even even Max Payne, I've wanted to go back to. But knowing that they're remaking it, like, okay, I'll hold off and just hold off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and see what the remake is. Yes. Actually, that's a good point. So maybe um, if I can peel myself away from Zelda, I'll, I'll, say, I'll see if I. <laughs> I think. In, um, speaking of an uh, of a, like a video, uh, watching Sam Lake talk about it, um, mm-hmm. I'd say that the Alan Wake two and the thirteen year journey to make it audio logs. Um, I think it's on Gamespot. If you look up that video, um, it's a pretty decent like fifteen minute video about Sam Lake just talking about the journey it doesn't give anything away it just talks about the journey to get to alan wake 2 where they are and and it was an interesting thing to kind of see how they evolved the games that they were delivering or what they were making mm. so i think the game's one. also 13 years in the future from the previous game is it i think so yeah yeah maybe it is who knows i guess this we'll see even, when we time eventually play it in alan wake who knows hmm. who knows um yeah. well what a We'll see. Tune in next time. Determine whether Alan Wake 2 has gotten started by anybody. <laughs> well, and that I think that brings us to the end. It sure it? does. Sure does. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us on this latest episode. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you next time on Outrun the Bear. See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>